Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. I hope you're doing well. As is tradition, we recently handed out our Luke Gilbert Volunteer of the Year Award for the past 12 months, and I'm so glad that this episode is a conversation with the recipient, Wen Stone. It's an award where the trust community put forward who they want to see honoured, and here are just some of the things those submissions said about Wen. Wen is selfless and kind and has given so much time and emotional energy to friends within the trust as well as to the trust. Wen is quite simply a truly wonderful human. She has been nominated for this award numerous times, which in itself shows how amazing and well thought of she is. And another nomination was for her positivity and insistence on ensuring young people felt supported throughout the pandemic when she herself was shielding and experiencing exceptional circumstances. It actually goes on and on. Nominations for when just kept on coming. We chat about what it was like to win, why she ended up getting so involved over the last year, and we reflect on the year itself and our hopes from here on out. So here it is, our conversation with the Volunteer of the Year. Wen, congratulations, Volunteer of the Year. It's good to see you. When you were awarded on Saturday, you were a little bit lost for words, and I've never seen you lost for words before. Now that you've reflected a little bit on it, how are you feeling? Um, still a little lost for words. Um, no, it's been, yeah, it's been really weird. And I think receiving it virtually kind of hasn't helped with that because there's like no physical thing yet to be like, oh, yeah, there's the reminder of it. Um, but it's been really great. I was speaking to Al who won last year over this past week and we've been chatting he's like how did you process it and I was like he messaged being like I didn't it's like one of those things and he was like the joy of the Birmingham training days is that you've got that train ride home to sit and and process but yeah it's been absolutely incredible such an honor to be awarded it and something that I didn't ever think was really ever going to happen I mean I've been nominated quite a few times but yeah just I don't know I just hadn't really processed that side of it in the same way um and I think yeah winning it this year was really special because of the fact that we've been in this stupidly strange year of the pandemic um and trust trips looking very different this summer um but also like that reflecting on all of the years before um it yeah it feels really great but also still kind of strange. This is actually the week Soundwaves was launched last year and you were on the first episode as well so I can't imagine anyone better to reflect on the last 12 months with. So obviously in that time you've still been super involved with the Trust even though we haven't been together in person. Can you tell us all the things you've been up to? Um, Yeah so obviously I was involved in the Soundwaves podcasts. I think this is the third time I've been on it um, which is incredible. But yeah, I've been involved in that, but also we had the virtual summer last summer. And so I hosted a couple of games of Articulate, some quizzes, um, cake competitions. Yeah, lots of lots of random evenings, um, sometimes dressing up kind of strangely, sometimes being very uber hyper, sometimes joining in for the fun of it myself. I especially loved the watercolour nights and that's been great. I've also been volunteering with the fundraising team um, and 
I've had a couple of calls with um, some organisations like women's institutes and um, things like that, Rotary Clubs. Um, and so I've been sharing what the trust has done and its impact and how it's been for me with those people and um, just getting the, the, the name of the trust out there a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I've been involved in quite a few lots of different things, but it's been a great summer and great year. And you were someone who seemed to be doing two things simultaneously, which you just touched on there. You were often hosting and facilitating events for other people to take part in, but you were also benefiting from taking part yourself. You just said you sort of just got involved sometimes. We heard what you did. What was the feeling or feelings you had when you were back together with the trust community or the feeling just after you'd finished up being with the community? What did it feel like at the time? I really loved um, being involved with the trust virtually this summer. Um, and being involved in events, it was great to be able to chat with the trust team, but also those that we support and just have those normal summer conversations, just checking in on how people were, like hearing about some of their days. Some of them were back at school at different points and hearing about what they were up to was really, really great. And I've, I've just loved that like normal conversation with people that are sort of distantly connected like some of them I'd never met before. Um, and so just to have that, like the chance to be able to just chat um, was really great. And you didn't have to get involved in all this. It's in the name Volunteer of the Year. So why did you want to? Um, well, for me, I was shielding myself. Um, and I think for me, there was something about needing that routine and normality. And it gave me something to do during the time where I was in my flat on my own and so for one it was that that need for me to have community but also it was understanding where some children and young people would be at um, in that shielding and how isolating and hard it was um, to not be able to see your friends when all of your friends were allowed to go outside and walk with one other person and you were still stuck inside um, so having that understanding of what shielding was and how it was impacting, I knew that I was in a great place to be able to support the young people that were coming along. Um, and I think there was also that element of I love the trust and I am the trust through and through. Like if you cut me open, I think I would say Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust like a piece of rock. So I think for me, there was nothing other than that that I would want to do this summer and I think yeah I just needed to be involved um, because it's what I always do. I feel like I've kind of hinted at a number of times of what my experience of being around you is like which is just energy and enthusiasm and very sunny and an ally to everyone around you. If you were to describe what you're like as a volunteer on a trip what would you say? Um, I'm the crazy volunteer that will sing you awake. <laughs> So there's one other volunteer that does it. So Annie Winfield Shearer, um, she will sing Morning is Broken on residential trips to wake you up. I will sing a song that goes a little bit like this. I'm a live wake alert enthusiastic. I'm a live wake alert enthusiastic. I'm a live wake alert. I'm a wake alive. I'm a live wake alert enthusiastic. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. I am the crazy volunteer. I am also the volunteer that will be on every single person's boat at some point throughout the week, 
probably offering to make cups of tea and then leaving the washing up sometimes, sometimes also doing the washing up um, and just making sure everybody is happy and doing okay. I'm the volunteer that will jump on board when some when a boat is struggling to get ready in the mornings um, and isn't quite ready to leave with the rest of the boats. I'll just jump on and help out in whatever way I can. So yeah, that's what I love. I just am the loud, crazy volunteer that's just everywhere all at the same time. And I think following on from that, you know, it's almost impossible to pick one, but do you have any favourite moments from volunteering? Um, yes. Uh, I think my favourite trip is the chaotic trip that happened in Scotland, maybe 2019. But basically, anything that could go wrong went wrong that week. Um, so I'd had a bit of a crazy young person pick up um, and a, a bit of a nightmarish journey down um, where I had to be like crazy when volunteer like keeping everybody happy and calm, but also going to their levels. Um, so we had lots of young people that were very enthusiastic and keeping them calm and contained on a train was, you know, a challenge, but we'd had that. And then it, there was torrential rain at one point. And yeah, literally it was, it was a crazy week. Um, they're just the points that I'll touch on rather than saying everything that happened but I absolutely loved it because I got to come into my all and my element and it was just one of those trips that I'll always remember just because I got to be like my myself for the week and yeah I loved I loved that trip but then yeah there have also been like incredible trips for completely different reasons where we've had like epic water fights at Bradwell and like I have laughed non-stop or I've been the butt of people's jokes. Um, so there was a game one year at Bradwell where you had to go, you had to, there was this phrase and you had to try and find the rule. And basically they got fed up of me playing this game with them. So they decided the rule was everyone got the rule except for me. And so that was, you know, a fun rule to try and work out what the rule was, because every time I gave a suggestion, it was wrong. Um, but it, the young people found it hilarious. And I think that's what it's all about, just having fun. I do remember that chaotic trip in Largs. Uh, the lovely thing about it, though, was at the end of the week, when we all come together to share our memories, everyone was so hyped up from the week. Everyone had a great time because it was a little bit uh, ramshackle, maybe, uh, as a way of putting <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. it all came together in the end and had, had a great time and that's part of you being on that trip to make sure okay this isn't going the way we thought it might go but it's still okay we're still having a good time uh, yeah. and that is that makes all the difference yeah so you've been very open about your mental health over the last year talking about lockdown and the pandemic we talked about it on the first episode and again in October where are you at with that just now because I feel like I am balancing this feeling of optimism while also feeling a little bit fed up and anxious for the whole thing to be over where are you at yeah very much the same I think there's an element of me that's just so ready to be normal again and hug people because I am a huge hugger and I've missed that massively over the past year and a half but then there is also this other part of me that is very aware that we're still not through it yet 
And for people like me that have a suppressed immune system or a dysfunctional immune system, then it's still a really strange time. And there is still like this huge risk of mixing and doing things. And I think there's this balance of so there's this mix of being wise, but also this not being held in fear um, and being able to, to do things while we can and while, you know, the weather is good and therefore infections and things like that aren't going to have as huge an impact and also being cautious and not going licking lampposts, um, which I wouldn't advise for anyone, just FYI. Um, as much as they are enticing and you want to hug them no licking them um so yeah I think it's just finding that balance really and like navigating what it looks like for for each and every single person for me that there, there's definitely points where I'm like yes I want to meet people and I want to see my friends again and I want to go out for food and then there's this other part of me that's like yeah, but it's really busy and the virus hasn't gone and the risk is still there for me and all of these things. So yeah, it's been a it's been a really strange one, but I think for me it's now challenging my fear of doing things and like feeling the fear and facing it anyway, so that I'm not stuck home forever because that would really suck. And I think because I've come out of isolation before, so I had nine and a half weeks on a bone marrow transplant unit uh, 11 years ago um, and because I've come out of isolation before um, I kind of have some experience of coming out of isolation again and I can't say that I particularly did the leaving isolation well last time but I have learned some lessons from it and decided that actually sometimes you've just got to feel it and go this is really uncomfortable and I don't like it but doing it anyway um, to kind of push yourself out of that comfort zone and to feel a little bit more normal again. Yeah. Talking about learning lessons there, bringing this first year of sound waves to a close, do you have any reflections on the last year in general that you've learned about yourself or things that you've gained and you know you'll take with you into the future? Yeah, so I definitely like myself a little bit more now. I know that's a strange thing to say, but I've learned that actually I can be funny I can be a good friend to people and like my confidence in who I am has grown in this past year and I think that that's been similar for a lot of people a lot of people have realized what they like and what they don't like and what they're willing to put up with and what they're not willing to put up with and I think that's only a good thing and I know that there are some friendships that I'm gonna really press into and push into and want like to gain a lot more out of and there are others that I'm quite happy being like that surface level this is that but like I, I have got some people that I can have that deep friendship with and pursuing that is really important rather than just doing surface level stuff and I think that's something I've learned in this past year um, I think I've learned that you know you know what's important to you um, and you can pursue that and and chase that and I think like with the trust that's something that's massively important to me um, I love what the trust do and so like that isn't ever going to change or not in the immediate future anyway 
Um, and I think that that's something that this year has taught me. Like there are there are things that even though they've looked different this year, they've still wanted my attention because of like that. I don't know that. Yeah, that drive and desire to help others has been something that's really key for me. Now, usually I would say that's all for this week and thank the guests, but after we finished up with what I had planned to ask, we just kept chatting. Soundwaves has been put to bed for a little while, since the season ahead requires lots of focus to make sure everyone is supported, in person or otherwise, but it will return for special episodes before being back in full swing later in the year. Knowing that, we just had a wee post-podcast chat about it. We thought it'd be nice to include. I've left it unedited so you can really get a feel for how unprepared I was to be asked questions in return. What's been your, like, favourite sound wave so far? Oh, I like the ones that are one-on-one. Because I think you get more time with that person and you get to really get into the, the detail. Um, so, like, Izzy Ball, her 10 years with the Trust, you got a whole sort of overview of what her relationship's been like with the Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, body image with Sarah Dransfield was like one of the first ones where we did something that was kind of tangentially related to the trust it's things that people feel on trust trip yeah but isn't a trust trip thing and then we did it again with Ellie Waters around fertility uh and that they were so insightful conversations and I think it was uh an opportunity not an opportunity that sounds too optimistic for what I felt at the time I felt it was a risk at the time to be like do people want this do people want to hear these conversations yeah and once we'd had them, their feedback to what those people talked about was like, I, I needed to hear this. Um, and I think those in-depth conversations really, I, I got so much out of doing them. I felt so lucky to talk to that person um, mm-hmm. and for them to be vulnerable and share what they were feeling and going through. Uh, but at the same time, I think the impact of those ones, when someone sits down and takes 20 minutes and listens to those episodes, I think they really cover a lot of things. I think they're specific in ways that people will think, oh, I've thought that but not spoke about it before. Uh, and they're probably the conversations that are happening on Trust Trips that folk are really glad to get. So I really like those ones. But I, I mean, there's been no bad episodes if I do say so myself. Right. Yep. I agree. <laughs> and what do you, like, where do you see sound waves going? Like, because obviously there's going to be a bit of a pause, but like, where do you see it fitting and pick, picking up? I'm just interested, which is why I'm asking. I think we'll pause for a little bit going forward as we work out. We're going to be supporting people in person, but also virtually. That's not going away. As we've touched on, there are people who cannot come this year, so we are still going to support them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of focus being put into right now as to the season ahead for everyone. So it just has to sort of park for now. But I think there'll be opportunities where things happen and we think, you know what would work really well there is a sound wave a sound wave episode. Let's let's have a chat yeah. about that. Uh, my dream for one though is to have uh, live episodes as in we're in person doing them. Um, I sit across or sit around the table with people and have a chat. That'll be great. Um, but also yeah. there were times a few years ago where I think people got into the not a rut, but maybe a routine where the trust felt like something you saw once or twice a year. And then the rest of the year, you weren't as engaged with it, perhaps. I think Soundwaves hopefully can fill in the gap sometimes. So it feels like we're all still talking all year round. We're always here. There's always somewhere you can go to. Uh, and that community, maybe just one day you wake up thinking, I really miss being at sea right now or being on an, an adventure trip. And you can listen to it and think, 
oh yeah, there's my people. Those are the people who, who yeah. totally understand. So I, I hope that uh, going forward, we keep doing what we're doing because I think it went much better than we ever thought it would. <laughs> uh, and yeah. hopefully folk keep enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think for me that there is definitely that element that this year has been like more community, like more of the trust family than ever before because they've understood and got it a little bit better than, you know, the normal world. They understand and get what shielding is because they have more people that they know that are shielding. Um, and so that community is there, but also like I've been in more contact with my trust friends during the off season this season than I ever have before. And so I think you're right in that element of the trust being like, oh, it's just for the summer and then that's it. Um, I used to have like this hibernation period between like October and February where colds and coughs and all of that season was happening. I kind of just went into this and then it would come to the training day and I'd be like, yes, I'm coming out of hibernation. And like my, my, my life would begin again where like this past year that hadn't been the case because I'd had those things with the trust a little bit more. Um, so I think you're right. Um, and one other thing, just because owls run some marathons does not mean I'm going to like, that is not on the specifications of volunteer of the year. That you then got to run like 14 marathons in a year. Mm -mm, no. That hasn't the small print. Yeah, no, I, I vetoed it and that that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say, I'll message me and I was like, yeah, I'm not running no marathons. And he was like, you have to, like, it's part of the contract. And I was like, well, I'm not signing anything. <laughs> nope, <laughs> not happening. He's crazy. He, he's yeah, done he enough is. for all of us. He has. Yeah. yeah. He did mine for Insane. Me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. His Isle of Wight marathon, ultra, whatever it is. That, that's for me. Like, he's doing it on my behalf. And now that really is it for this week. Thank you so much and congratulations to Wen and thank you too for listening in. As I said earlier, Soundwaves is wrapping up for now, but it will return. The episodes aren't going anywhere, so if you missed some, now's a perfect time to go back and catch up. And to make sure you know when it's back, subscribe or like or whatever your preferred platform asks for, so you're first to know when a new episode appears. It was this week last year Soundwaves launched. Thank you for being with us this last year and inviting us into your ears. Lots of love from all of us at The Trust. We will see lots of you in person or virtually soon. And until next time, take care.